Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 15 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide individuals interested in STEM careers. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Menser, and I hope our chat will help ignite passion towards a STEM career. Menser Paliwan earned a PhD in civil engineering in 2013 from the University of Texas at Austin with a focus in geotechnical engineering and is currently a geotechnical engineer at CH2M. Welcome to the show, Menzer. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's my pleasure. Um, and thank you for the brief introduction. As you mentioned, I'm a geotechnical engineer who specializes in earthquake engineering with a passion that comes from an earthquake that I experienced when I was 13 years old back in Turkey. And I'm assuming we will be talking a little bit more in detail about that. Yes. Let's get started. All right. So, Mansur, you've got a civil engineering degree. Can you give some examples of career opportunities for civil engineers? And then we'll delve into your specific area of expertise. Sure. So, civil engineering, what civil engineers do is we basically build uh, every single structure that you see around, or you might not even see. So, the houses that you live in, the bridges that you cross, the pipelines that are bringing water to your house, and pretty much every the, everything that you use in your daily life are brought to you through civil engineers with the help of other engineering careers. So in civil engineering, there are probably six majors that can be divided into structural engineers, which build the buildings and the upper structure, geotechnical engineers like myself, who are more focused in the structures underneath the ground, that we make sure that the structures that are built up in the ground are will be standing, transportation engineers who are designing the roads, hydraulic engineers who help us get water and work on the water-related stuff, and also construction management is another portion who are overseeing all these projects as they're constructing and making sure that all the projects end up within budget. So with those kind of six different avenues for civil engineering, with just a bachelor's degree, so just a four-year degree, um, could you go into any one of those routes or do you need to go for a master's or a PhD? So the main civil engineering four-year education for an undergrad gives you a basic idea about all these different parts of engineering. Now, most of the time, depending on the school that you attend, the four-year program will be probably a little heavier on the structural engineering side. So if you want to focus on any area like a geotechnical engineer, and I can more easily talk about your technical engineer because I am, most of the time a master's program will be very helpful because there are so many concepts and topics that are related to geotechnical engineering that are not covered during the undergraduate studies because the curriculums do not have time to cover them all. And that might be also true for some other parts of the engineering, some other parts of civil engineering, but I can say geotechnical engineering in particular will probably require at least a master's degree in addition to the undergrad. But civil engineering is a profession that will provide you an opportunity to fulfill in any different direction that you would like to, and it helps helps you grow into someone, a professional that helped others and that helped the world. And you can you can choose to do it through the water side, through the structure side, through the construction management side, through, through um, 
transportation side or to geotechnical side as I do. But uh, to answer your question, some of the professions and depending on like how qualified you want to get or how um, specialized you want to get in one particular uh, portion of civil engineering, probably you might need a master's degree. Okay, thanks Thanks for that overview. Uh, very good. Um, so now let's dig into your specific area of expertise into geotechnical engineering. Um, can you delve into that? Absolutely. So geotechnical engineering is this part of civil engineering that deals with soil. Unlike transportation and structural engineering, we are dealing with mother nature. So that creates some challenges because every project that I work on is different than the other, probably because the sites are different. And if the site is different, the subsurface conditions that I will be facing and I will need to design the structure for, whether it's a, a high-rise building, whether it's a water treatment station or a bridge, then it is going to be different. And being a geotechnical engineer, I have the opportunity to work with all these other different other types of uh, civil engineering professions from structural engineers to transportation engineers because all of them at some point need to found their structure into the soil and into the ground and geotechnical engineers are the ones who are making those um, designs and making sure that the buildings or any type of structure will be standing up. But my specialty in geotechnical engineering, and also there are specialties in geotechnical engineering, is earthquake engineering. So um, although I do work as a general geotechnical engineer, my master's and the PhD studies were focused on earthquake engineering that is trying to uh, estimate the ground motion that a particular structure that we are designing at the project site would feel um, and the ground motions does get amplified based on the soil conditions. And earthquake engineering is still a young field. It is still growing. So it is really exciting to be a part of it because you're being a part of a profession that is still continuous to growing and every single project comes up with their own particular challenge and nothing is ordinary or it is not a repetitive process. It's always a learning curve. Yeah, great. Sounds like it every day might be a new adventure. And and with being involved with earthquakes, uh, do you get to travel around the world uh, to inspect different earthquake locations, or do you stay pretty much in the office? Well, it depends on what a particular person would like to do. I was recently, on the first week of October, traveled to Mexico to inspect and do reconnaissance after the September 19, 2017 Mexico earthquake that was a magnitude 7.1. We went there as a team of researchers and practitioners to collect data on ground deformations and site amplification and try to understand how the site amplification, the topography of the particular region played an important role in the ground motions that we've observed in the lake zone in Mexico City, which is a Mexico City is built on an ancient lake zone. So the amplification and the ground motions that we see within that lake zone can be significantly different than what we would see in the hillsides. Those are the examples that, uh, that's that's one of the examples, but after each extreme event, there is a 
group of geotechnical engineers that will travel to these affected regions to just to collect data and advance the profession. Now, as a geotechnical engineer, if you have an advanced degree, you can be a part of these professionals and request to go on these reconnaissance missions. And it is an amazing learning opportunity for any practitioner because studying something over the books and trying to understand how the effects will be is one thing and going over to the affected side and actually seeing in the first in the first person how an earthquake can devastate a country a region is another thing and then it gives you a bigger perspective of like how important what you're doing as civil engineers and one mistake that you might make can influence thousands of lives and when you understand that you have a better and bigger appreciation for the profession at least that's what i what happened to me yeah i imagine i mean you're you're going in and figuring out what what happened and and ways to to build i'll say buildings better uh, to get the infrastructure the ground in a better shape and and maybe not build where it doesn't make sense to build just to save lives in the event of future earthquakes well, it's not engineering. There's always a way to fill. fill. And engineering, although most of the time people look at it as uh, math and science, it is actually problem solving. There is a solution to every problem. And we cannot really say, oh, this site is like so problematic, so we're going to go and build somewhere else. Most of the time, that is the only place that you have. So you're just going to make it work. Maybe you're going to change the foundation design. Maybe you will need to add some piles to pass through the area that will lose its strength. We call it liquefaction during an earthquake. And or, But there's always a way, and that's the good part of engineering. It's always a new problem to solve. All right. Thanks for that, Menser. Hey, we're going we're gonna to change up here a little bit, and we're going to check out to see what is one thing that really has you fired up about civil engineering or geotechnical engineering, and where do you see it headed? I think I kind of mentioned it was when I was 13, there was a devastating earthquake in Turkey. It lasted only 45 seconds. Um, it, it hit Turkey on August 17, 1999. Lasted only 45 seconds, and in 45 seconds, over 17,000 people died. Over 45,000 people got injured. Over 250,000 people left homeless. So that was the, probably the one thing that fired me up, that I wanted to become someone who can do something to help build more resilient communities, more sustainable communities, and hopefully reduce the damage that we observed or any, any community would observe after earthquakes. But the one particular portion that lead me into geotechnical engineering, because you can do it through structural engineering and other parts of the uh, civil engineering too was when I was in the when I was doing my undergraduate degree and my sophomore class we were taking all mechanics and the professor mentioned only if some of these buildings had basement levels the devastation would not be as big and the reason why is most of the buildings failed because a phenomena that we call liquefaction where there is uh, clean sands and the groundwater table is high. When the 
ground moist ground starts shaking, the particles lose their contact and then starts acting like a liquid. So the soil or the uh, the foundation that you relied upon carrying the load to the building cannot carry it anymore. And then you see the sank buildings, tilted buildings, and the unfortunate collapses. So I think that was one thing that fired me up and to become a geotechnical earthquake engineer. And men, sir, um, we're going to go to an aha moment. So is there something that might help STEM Nation? If you could take us to a moment in time of an incredible aha moment you've had at work or your personal life and tell us a story and how you turned that aha moment into success. When I was in high school, there was a history teacher that I had, and this is more of a personal than a technical aha moment. And um, he was asking what we are going to to study in in college, and all the guys in the class would answer as they're going to be a civil engineers, and so did I. But I was a girl, obviously, and he turned to me, and I know he loved me a lot. He, I was probably one of his best students, and I had the best grades, but I was the only one who he questioned, and he was like, but how do you think you're going to do this? Like, why are you becoming that? You Shouldn't you be becoming, you know, another profession that is more suitable for girls? I think that was not the aha moment at that time, but because he adopted me, and then after when I went back home, when I talked to my grandfather, who always believed in me that I didn't do anything, and he said, oh, what does he know? And guess what? Out of those people, I was the only one out of all these group of uh, boys who said they're going to be the civil engineers. I was the only one who ended up becoming a civil engineer. And I'm the only one who is now practicing as a civil engineer. I think the aha moment when, I, when I'm looking back up is when you believe in yourself and when you believe that you can do something, you can actually. That, that's a great aha moment, sir. I'm going to say STEM Nation, you know, believe in yourself you know, if you're in high school and somebody says, uh, you know, you're, you're not suited to do that, but you believe you can and you know you can, go do it. Don't listen to what other people say. You know, take rein, take take hold of your, your own life and uh, and go do what you want to do. Don't let people tell you you can't. All right. So, Mensa, we're going to transition into a topic that's front and center on the minds of STEM Nation, which are typically high school students thinking about going off to college. If you could go back in time when you were 18 years old and as you're heading off to college, some things that you wish you knew back then or even knew back then that would help our STEMers launch into college successfully. To be successful, it always takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. But sometimes, and I will talk as an engineer at the time, sometimes as engineers, we get so uh, focus in the studies and like getting the perfect grade. We sometimes forget about the social skills and the social life. It is very important, no matter what, if you want to become an engineer or if you want to become and uh, go study social science, to make sure that you develop your social skills because it is not going to be that perfect grade that is going to help you in your career, it is the connections that you will have and the best connections are formed in the college and in high school. So make time for yourself, make time for your friends, make time for your family, make time for you to grow personally, make time that you're developing your social skills and understanding of people and the world and 
invest your time also in some social activities that you might like. It is not all about the grades. Of course, you need to succeed. And also there are times that you need to work really, really, really hard in the college. But keep in mind, if I was going back to college, and I, I wish I would know that, that if I get a 95 or an 80 at, a, at an exam, it's not really that big of any deal. As long as you pass your classes, as long as you're successful, as long as you understand the topic and understand the concept, that is much more important than just getting the best grade in the school. And I'm saying this because I've been uh, exposed after I was involved with this um, IMAX movie that's called Dream Big that we, American Society of Civil Engineers collaborated with McLevery Freeman, sponsored by Bechtel Corporation. The film is basically, the goal of the film is to inspire the next generation to follow engineering careers. And through that, I've, I've been traveling around the United States and some of the theaters in Canada, and I get to meet so many high school kids. And most of the time, especially from girls, I hear, but Mike, I'm not the best in the math class. My grades are not the best. Guess what? It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be the best. It is like what you want to be. And just try to find what your passion is. And I would probably also try little harder to identify what my passion is and what my passion for. I think those are the parts that if I were to go back, I will tell myself. I think that's going to help a lot of our STEM nation out. And thank you very much. We're going to take a quick pause here and thank sponsor Audible, who is offering a free audiobook. You can head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get your free audiobook. And Menser, are you ready for the lightning round? Let's see. I will do my best. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Believe in yourself. And what personal habit that contributes to your success? I don't give up. Don't give up. And what is your favorite internet resource or phone app and why? Google tells me everything I need. <laughs> I use it every day. What's, what's one book you recommend and why? There is a book by Jeff Colvin that's called Talent is Overrated. And I really do believe the main idea of the book because it's about, it talks about that talent is less about natural gifts and more about devotion to a skill and practice and patience. And I've seen this in my personal life and I try to tell this to every um, young and upcoming professional that are there that they think that they are not talented. It is not about being talented. It's about not giving up and working for what you want. Talent is overrated. We'll put that in the show notes. And Menzer, as we wrap up here, can you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we'll say goodbye. I think I cannot help but say it over and over again. The best advice is to just to believe in yourselves. And I know it is difficult sometimes. So it is also good to find that one particular person who can believe in you when you cannot believe in yourself. Because guess what? I doubt myself all the time. Most of the very successful professionals that I know of, they doubt themselves all the time. So it is very important to find that one particular person who will believe in you no matter what when you are having difficulty believing in yourself. There you go. From Enser, believe in yourself. And with that, we'll say goodbye. 
I hope you enjoyed our discussion today with Menser. Head on over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And again, if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with a friend. Tune in next week where we talk with Salam, who is a power systems engineer. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.